From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for September 4th. 2008. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by Julie Martin, Corey Martin, and Will Perry. John and Kevin are on vacation, and uh, we're going to talk with them in a little bit. And uh, also in the peanut gallery this week, very special guests, uh, Corey's uh, mom and dad, Sherry and Wendell Martin, are joining us. And uh, we, we, we tried to get them on mic, but... They refuse. They are media shy. In They're Corey's very words. media shy, but they listen to the show all the time. Thrilled to have you guys here. I'm really glad you could you could, uh, you could make it, and uh, glad to hear that the news in New Orleans has been uh, pretty good so far. Just waiting for power. So that's uh, that's all good news. I'm glad uh, glad that worked out. So uh, as we do every week, uh, we're going to be playing. At, well, actually, this week we're going to be doing voicemails uh, rather than emails. Uh, we've got a number of voicemails we're going to get to because I've got them very backed up. Uh, just to go through the regular spiel, if you would like to send us an email, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can call and leave us a voicemail toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 877-310-9662. And uh, also, we've been telling people that if you really want a good shot of getting your voicemail played, uh, if you can record it yourself and email it to us as a WAV file or an MP3, uh, that the audio quality on those are just—it's just so much better. Several of the uh, voicemails we're going to play today were sent to us like that. You guys will be able to hear really clearly the difference in audio quality. So, of course, that makes a big difference when I'm listening to voicemails, deciding what to play. The audio quality is something that I, I try and pay attention to. And not only that, that we all get to, to hear the voicemail, too, before yeah. we come into the show. Because it comes into a podcast account that we, we're all copied in on. So, so it's good. So we are going to get started. Our first uh, voicemail comes to us from Rich, who has a question about how us fat people buy our airline tickets. So here's Rich. Hello, podcast crew. This is Richo, WDW on the board. Uh, listening to your uh, show from a couple of weeks ago about the airline flight tips and stuff, found it very uh, interesting and informative. Do have a question, though. Pete, you mentioned when you travel and when John and Kevin travel, you purchase three seats for the two of you. Uh, my question is, how do you do that? Uh, do you? How do you do that online? Uh, I thought that they need uh, three names for the seats and stuff like that. How do you do that properly and correctly so that uh, you do get three seats, uh, that they are together, even though two of you are traveling? Um, sounds very interesting to me, and uh, I bet others would like to take uh, advantage of that. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Rich. Uh, actually, uh, the way I do it is, uh, you, I mean, you do need to have a name attached with every seat, but they do not need to be unique names. So when I do it for myself, you know, it's Walter and I traveling. I'm buying three seats. Passenger one and two are my name. Passenger three is Walter's. And then when I check in, you know, I tell them I have two seats. They take one look at me and say, oh, good. Um, <laughs> so 
Um, that's really I know Kevin. I think what Kevin does is Kevin, you know, puts his name and then his name again with the number two after it and then John's name. Okay. So I mean, that's that's, that's puts, all it is. He puts XS for right. extra seat or XS. Yes, I thought I know he did something. Yeah, something, something like that. Extra small. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, any any of those any any combination of those things uh, works fine. And uh, now I've done this. I've done this three or four times. I think John and Kevin have done it far more than that. I've uh, never had a problem with it. Never had a problem. And you know, if you're if you're full size, I know there are some of you out there wanting me using the expression "poo size." I'm not calling myself poo anything. Okay, I'm full figured. I'm big boned. Um. So you know, if 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 you're if you're larger. It's not. It's it's more comfortable for you, but it's also a very considerate of other people. Um, there is nothing worse than sitting next to somebody that should have bought a second seat and didn't. I mean, I realize this, the price of this stuff is going up, and it's really hard to pay for one seat, let alone two. But um, if you are able to, it does make your life and the lives of your fellow passengers a little bit more pleasant. And given the way travel is going these days, every opportunity for a more pleasant experience is something that you should take. So, but uh, now I like it, and I, I tell you, Southwest was great. Uh, Southwest is the only one that lets you, or at least that I've done it with, that lets you pre-board when you do that. So you make sure you get your three seats together, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that is. So, yeah, I've got nothing. I, I got to tell you, after that trip back from from Vegas, I have nothing but good things to say about Southwest. The only thing I don't like about Southwest is the way they do their boarding. That whole no assigned seat. It's like first come, first serve. See, I like that because we run straight yeah. to the back. So no kid is behind us. Crying baby is behind us. Or kicking the seat. <laughs> what, and we know we're going to be those happens people when soon. It's, what we happens know. when it's your baby? Then we run to the front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, thank you again very much for that, Rich. Um, next, we have an interesting dilemma, and I think it's a, a dilemma a lot of our uh, a lot of our listeners who are traveling in the next month are facing. Uh, this is Vinny from Illinois with some questions about character meals. Hi, podcast crew. This is Vinny from Illinois, where it's hot and humid today. But uh, and I'm B trim on the uh, boards. I just have a couple of things. I want to say congrats to Corey and Julie about their upcoming uh, new addition to their family. Excuse me. And I also want to say that uh, I've been catching up on some older, not really older um, uh, podcasts, but just in the past couple of weeks. And I just want to tell Julie that I really enjoyed listening to her little sister uh, join in on the podcast. She she was very cute, and she did sound very comfortable uh, up against the mic, and I thought she did a great job. And I'm sure any children that are listening really enjoyed hearing what she had to say also. Uh, the next thing is kind of a mini rant as far as I'm concerned about the free dining. I'm sure as uh, travel agents, you probably like the free dining because it brings more people into uh, Disney World. But as a mother of a son that's coming home from Iraq who wants to go to Disney with his family, um, and because it's such short notice, and they can't get a dining reservation anywhere on property, and especially not a character meal 
and they have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. They're trying to just find any character meal that uh, Donald and Goofy and Pluto would be, and uh, it's just impossible. And it kind of makes it hard for people that can't plan, you know, way in advance to enjoy some of the things that they want to enjoy when they come to Disney. I know this isn't your fault, and uh, um, so I'm not blaming anyone, but it is kind of uh, discouraging when you call and try to get a dining reservation, and uh, you can't do that, and the cast member says, well, people normally call long in advance for their ADRs. Well, that's fine, but when you're in the uh, armed services, you can't always plan that far in advance, and so it makes it kind of hard for short notice. So. If Kevin or anyone has a suggestion on how we might be able to get just one character meal in, uh, we're coming down September 14th, and uh, most of us will be there the 13th through the 17th. But um, anyway, if you have any suggestions on how we might be able to get this taken care of, I really would appreciate it. So uh, we're going to enjoy Disney World anyway. It's you know, the dining is secondary to having a good time with your family. And um, so uh, we're not going to let it discourage, you know, really make a difference in our trip. But I would like to uh, be able to do something for the grandkids. They've missed their dad a lot. So and just having a, a good time with him will be will be great. So if you have any suggestions, I'd appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for uh, for calling in, Benny. And uh I, I, I feel your pain. I, I really do feel your pain. And there's a lot of people here in Orlando that uh, that are having, you know, we have the same problems when we're trying to get uh, restaurant reservations at this, at the, the, you know, when, whenever free dining is going on. I was just on property last week, and uh, even the uh, Captain's Grill at the Yacht Club, uh, which was always one of those standbys you could always trust, yeah. packed to the gills. Wow. Every single table was packed three nights in a row. Three nights in a row. If you weren't in there, like for lunch, you weren't going to get a, you weren't going to get anything to eat uh, if you didn't have an ADR. So it's it's serious. And yes, from a travel agent perspective, of course, I I love it. You know, as you know, an owner of Dreams Unlimited, we love free dining. Yes, it does bring a lot of people down. But you know, that's one hat. That's not the hat I'm wearing necessarily when I'm sitting behind the mic. Um, it's certainly not the hat I'm wearing when I'm trying to get dinner uh, on a Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening. So uh, one of the suggestions I have, I think a lot of people overlook the fact that uh, the Swan Dolphin does offer character meals. They have character breakfasts on Saturdays and Sundays uh, at the Garden Grill, and they have character dinners, uh, char- character me- uh, character dinners every night. It's Garden Grove. Garden, Garden Grill. Garden, is that- I'm sorry, Garden yeah. Grove. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, I think that gets overlooked a lot. They are not, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't believe they're on the dining plan. So they're not going to be impacted by the uh, the issues with uh, the Disney restaurants. And it may not be like the ideal character meal that you wanted, but at least it's a good character meal. Well, let me put it to you this way. I have not been there for this buffet, so I cannot speak to the quality of it. I know that the Swan Dolphin does a great job with a lot of things. Um, I found the restaurants there to be hit or miss, to be honest with you. Um, but... I thought that was that was a good emergency alternative if you really wanted to have that character experience, especially given this these circumstances. Now, barring that, another thing you can do is once you get down here is 
you know, be calling to call dining every day. You know, just keep calling and say, is there anything open anywhere? Look at all the character meals. All the times. And, you know, sometimes, you know, may, you walk up to the, uh, the Crystal Palace uh, in the Magic Kingdom. The worst they can tell you is, no, we, ha- we don't have a table. Yeah. You know, be aggressive about it. it. It may take, but you may get lucky. We were heading to the Magic Kingdom when Taylor was in town, and we called uh, WW Dine on the way to the Magic Kingdom, and they had a spot open for lunch. Yeah. Like, wow, okay. So, I mean, Great. it does happen. I mean, people, you know, unfortunately, one of the problems we've, we've talked about on the show many times before is that, especially when free dining comes up, you've got, the, you've got a lot of people that will make multiple reservations for the same time at different restaurants because they're not sure where they're going to be or what mood they're going to be in. So what you end up having is you have restaurants with a lot of tables being reserved that shouldn't be. So a lot of sometimes when you when you walk up to a restaurant, if you're in the right place at the right time, it's not unheard of. If you're dealing with a larger party, I'm not sure. I don't think she said exactly how many people were going. If you've got more than four or five people in your group, you're going to have to be flexible in that you may not be able to sit all at the same table. Um, you know, if you're waiting for a table for eight to open up, forget it. It's not going to happen. So you may need to be flexible on some things like that. But it, I think it's possible. But I, I think also, like you said, your son's back from Iraq. That's a tremendous thing to celebrate. And, and dining is certainly secondary after that. So have, have a great time. But, uh, you know, be aggressive. And, and like I said, stop at those restaurants. Get on the phone with Disney Dining while you're here. Um, you know, utilize the hotel, too. You know, plead your case to a concierge and, you know, yeah. Let them know, and believe me, they love making things happen. And if they can, they will. So, I just want um, her to be aware that Crystal Palace is not a Mickey, Minnie, Donald character dining experience. It's Pooh and friends. But at this point, you know, hopefully the children will be happy with whatever characters they can meet. I mean, obviously, you know, they come around to every table so you can have your photo taken. And I also want to say thank you for your congratulations. Yes, thank you. And um, <laughs> I'll pass the message on to Taylor. <laughs> yeah, she was wonderful. She did such a great job on the show. She had a good time, but she still has not listened to it. She refuses. Why? She doesn't like the sound of her own voice. She says, <laughs> go figure. Too funny. Hey, she's 11. <laughs> oh, but what a doll. What a little sweetheart. Well, thank you very much, Benny, for uh, for calling in with that. Well, as I said at the uh, top of the show, John and Kevin are on vacation this week. We have John on the phone. Where are you? We are actually in the car. We're going toward Cape May Courthouse. Trying to find. A- Did you get arrested? No, we didn't get arrested. <laughs> Kevin was Kevin's panhandling. Been, Kevin's been arrested. John's going to the courthouse to bail him out. Yeah, someone's <laughs> private property, apparently. <laughs> no, if you want to get a, go to a real shopping center or a real supermarket, you have to drive what they call offshore or onshore or something. So you have to go like, I don't know, 100 miles if you want to go shop right <laughs> We are in really, really far south. Are, are, you in, are you in New Jersey or in, like, Nebraska? <laughs> no, we are definitely in New Jersey. We're staying in Avalon, and we're going toward Cape May Courthouse. That's not Cape May County. Cool. That's now, very exciting, right? Now you, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're all on the edge of our seats. Uh, now you drove, you guys drove up there from uh, from Florida, right? We did. We drove up. It took us roughly two weeks. Uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. I think it, it, it's an evil drive. So the worst part is the last couple hours. 
you know, because you think in your head the whole time. Because you're outside Washington, D.C.? No, actually, I'm going to tell you about Washington. (laughs) We kind of sort of got lost. We didn't really do it right. We didn't go around Washington. We went through Washington by mistake. Mm. But there was no traffic because it was a holiday. It was really great. We saw the Pentagon. We saw the uh, Capitol building. We saw the Washington Monument. Wow. All at at 90 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) We saw them nonetheless. You know, blur, that's the Washington Monument. Um, yeah, the, the drive is rough, but so, we did it. So what do you have planned for the week? Um, our usual, going out to the boardwalk a couple times. We already went to Atlantic City. Of course, I was just going to ask, have you been gambling yet? Yeah. We did. The Hilton has a Patsy's restaurant, which is the infamous Patsy's restaurant from New York City. Mm-hmm. That Frank Sinatra made famous. So um, we wanted to go out there and try it. The food was very good. Very expensive, but still very good. And uh, we played a gamble a little bit in the Hilton and lost. Um, actually, Kevin's mom said she was going to win enough money to pay for dinner, and she did. Wow. <laughs> what was she playing? She was playing a Wheel of Fortune machine, a quarter Wheel of Fortune machine. I love those. And she got a spin, and she got 500 coins. Wow. <laughs> nice. Never seen that happen that worked out good. We're gonna we're gonna do some sightseeing. I'm gonna hit the boardwalk. I'm gonna go get my dad um, this weekend. So that's another eight hour trip up and back. Oh yeah, heading back up to North Jersey. It's all about driving. This trip is, this trip is about. So well, how are things there? I understand you guys. I didn't get a chance to listen to the show yet. But you guys had uh, Jason down. Well, no, Jason. Uh, Jason called in. Oh, did he? Jason called in and did a. Uh, did a, a new monthly segment where he's going to talk about uh, whatever's going on in the world of Disney outside the theme parks. Like this month, he talked about uh, movies, what movies were coming out this month. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And, and Kathy Whirling did her review. On Kathy did a great job on her Wilderness yeah. Lodge review. It was terrific. Did she tell you about the guy at check-in who sent us in the wrong direction? Yes. That was fun. <laughs> so... All right, cool. So now when do you get back? We are shooting to get back. Next week sometime. <laughs> a lot's going to depend on these storms that yeah. are coming up. Yeah, I figured uh, that. If, if we get a storm, that's going to do anything that's going to interfere with the trip itself. Luckily, it looks like Hannah's going to miss us. I'll miss Florida. Yeah. So that's a plus. But if it goes into the Carolinas, they're saying... That you're going to get tropical storm force winds as far as Washington, which is much here. Yeah, you're going to be getting actually a lot of rain up in the Pennsylvania area, so. So it's going to depend on that as well. We're going to try to time our trip so we don't drive through any people. <laughs> Just had this mental image of you and Kevin and his mom and you guys driving in the tropical force winds, and Kevin's like screaming at you because you guys are blowing off the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, did you? Did you, I guess you didn't listen to yesterday's show. We didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. So we have, our own, we have our own crisis music now. Oh, do you? Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah, That's the music we're going to play now whenever we're talking about hurricanes. We had to have our own crisis music. That's not my theme music, right? That's not replaced the heart music? No, 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 no. We, we, we still have that. 
I just added. I just added some crisis music. We would never deprive you of your heart music. Well, you want me to try and uh, blend the two together, the crisis and the heart music in one? Not very calm. <laughs> <laughs> Good. How's the weather there? I don't know. I haven't stepped outside the house today. Eighty-nine so. degrees. Eighty-nine degrees. Yeah, that I can oh. tell you. And sunny. I have to tell you, it is gorgeous here in New Jersey. Is it? It's in the low eighties, low humidity. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful here, blue skies. I'm going to put Kevin on for a minute. Okay. Hi guys. Hey, how are you? Hey Kevin. Good. How are you? What do you have? Hi Julie. <laughs> How's the bump? It's bigger. Wait till you see me. I think you're going to pass out. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, she's 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 growing by the day. She's growing by the day. Um, also, uh, Corey's parents are here as well. Wendell Hi, and Sherry. Hello. Hey, they had the microphones facing the corner. They, they were yeah. used to talk. They're sitting at the table, but they don't want to be anywhere near one of these microphones. I understand that. That's how I felt right at the beginning. <laughs> are you guys having fun? As much fun as we can when you're not here. We are. I know that you're going to hate us. The weather here, I know John said it, there's no humidity. It's 83 degrees, but it's not gross 83 degrees. It's 83 degrees and dry. Both days we've had lunch sitting out on the porch at a restaurant in Avalon. So we eat outside, and it's just absolutely glorious weather. Yeah, it's a, that so far is the best part. And that's a beautiful part of New Jersey you're in as well. It's really. Yeah, it is a pretty part of New beautiful Jersey. Beautiful part of the state, so. And just I to... have a tidbit of information that I feel like I have to share. Okay. And always you have the floor. <laughs> I will. I, I've done. I will do a full review. We ate at the sushi bar at the Polynesian, and I have a full review of the sushi bar. However, I have a tidbit that's really going to be the most valuable during free dining. If you sit at the sushi bar, you can order off the full menu at Kona. Oh. So if you can't get an ADR for Kona at the time you're looking to eat, or if you just want to not make plans and drop in, the sushi bar is open from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. It's first come, first serve, but there's probably 20 seats there. And you can not only order anything off the sushi bar menu, but they offer you the full Kona Cafe menu also. So if you're looking for someplace and you don't have an ADR and you're looking, you know, I just want to have a good meal, you could sit there. Wow, that's a great tip. And I, I've not seen that anywhere else, and it wasn't until we ate there that uh, we found this out. So we thought that was kind of good information. That's definitely that's a great tip, especially right now because so many people are having a hard time. If you haven't made uh, ADRs months and months in advance for this time period because of free dining, it is so tough to get a table anywhere. So that's a great tip. We have a full review of the sushi bar coming. And we have a full review review of Citricode. Wonderful. People have asked for that in the past, so we're all we're all ready. All right. Well, we'll definitely uh, we'll look forward to that next week. You guys have a great vacation. You have a safe drive back. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, bye, bye guys. Bye, Mister and Mrs. Martin. Bye. bye. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have Kevin from Battle Creek, Michigan who thinks that nobody knows anything about us. Hi, did, uh, did his podcast team. This is Kevin Hare from uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, and Kev Rab on the, uh, the Diz Unplugged board. 
Um, we just got out of MGM Studios this Monday, August 25th. It just must have been a tornado, torrential downpour. We're kind of standing in a in a little section over by Great Movie Ride, trying to keep dry and trying to get into Toy Story Mandy. But there's a 90 minute wait, even in the pouring down rain. So I just got one uh, request from you guys. I've been on the podcast. Or checking out the podcast past couple months and was a request for you guys maybe if you could um, go around the table and give some information a history about yourselves what you got what your occupation is what you've done where where you guys are actually from because we know nothing about you guys so uh, take care and thanks for everything Bye-bye. What the hell have I been doing for the last two years? <laughs> for that matter, what have I been what have I been doing for the last eleven years? Kevin Hare. <laughs> well, Kevin, um, I you know, but it's it, it actually you know your your voicemail brings up a really good point. Something I think that we forget about a lot is that you know, not everybody's been listening to us since day one. Uh, people have picked up on our show at different points. Uh, some new listeners, some old listeners, and. Uh, Actually, last uh, last year, la- not, this, not, not this past what June, it? not this past June, but June of two thousand seven, uh, we uh, we did our anniversary show. That was a ten year anniversary of the Diz, and uh, got to hear from. That's exactly what we did. We went around the table and kind of told our story, and everybody shared how they got here, and. Um, Maybe we'll make that link prominent. Yeah, on I the think we, I think we page. have to really point people to that because yeah. we get this question a lot. Kevin's not the only person to have asked us for you know tell us more about yourselves. Right. Uh, but we did. Yeah, we did a whole bunch, and I also did a whole series um, starting last uh, April, April and May of two thousand and seven. Uh, did a series of uh, segments on the history of the Diz, uh, how the site came to be. And we culminated it with our ten uh, year anniversary show, where we just kind of told told all about ourselves. So um, yeah. we'll have a link to that in the show notes page for you. Podcast dot com. It's where you're going to find links to anything that we're talking about uh, during our show. Has Will ever told his personal story on the show? I'm sure I've talked then. No, not yet. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it last week. Don't not remember. Yet. No, we'll do a. He uh, saw me eyeballing him. We'll do, we'll, no, we'll do a whole vignette during the podcast cruise on Will. Yeah. No. Get up on stage, Will. No. We'll like, interview his like family and his friends, and get like pictures of him when he was like 11. Oh, the horrible, awkward stages. Oh, Will slide <laughs> those, those pictures when he was like, uh, you know, like a six-month-old naked baby. Oh, we'll plaster them all over the. Find those. They're locked away. He's so tiny. Can you imagine how skinny he was when he was a little boy? I was boy? actually a little fat. Little you baby. were. You were husky. Yep. No, I'm talking really? about like at the age, like say between six and twelve. No, yeah, I was. Yeah. But I was a fat baby, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had long blonde hair like a chili bowl. You know how they used to do it? Oh, really? I did, yeah. Oh, bowl wow. cut. It was. It looked like you put a bowl on my head. Little Dutch boy. Corey had the same hair. <laughs> my mom won't talk because the microphone's facing the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Kevin, like I said, yeah, we'll have a link to, uh, we'll have a link to those, uh, those things on our show notes page. All right, next up, we have Ben Ostrander from Massachusetts, who has some questions about buying tickets. So here's Ben. Hi, Disney Plus team. My name is Ben Ostrander. I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, the Ostrand, number one on the board. 
I was calling because uh, recent uh, information you gave about Disney raising ticket prices got me wondering. I'm an assistant district attorney up here in Massachusetts, and fortunately they don't pay us very much. But my dad lives down in Tampa, Florida, and I would say about once a year uh, when we go down to visit, we end up going to Disney World. My question is, uh, would we be better off purchasing a multiple-day ticket with the no-expiration option or just going down every year? You know, a couple hundred dollars uh, at once is a lot of money for me, but I'm wondering if it might end up being a wise bet in the future. So if you could help me out, I'd appreciate it. Thanks for the show. Well, thanks for calling in, Ben. Appreciate the uh, the voicemail. Um, look, there's only there's only one piece of advice I can give you. Tickets, ticket prices never go down. Um, they only go up year after year. So uh, if you know that you're coming down a lot, if you're coming down every year, and you're not going to buy an annual pass, which doesn't sound like it would make sense for you. Um, and if you hear any squeaking in the background, that's just Figaro. I don't know what's going on with him today, but he is absolutely very vocal. I guess he wants to be on the show. Um, abso- I, I, would, I would absolutely buy a pass with as many days as you can afford and a no expiration option. Because uh, they'll just they'll never go bad. Yeah, so they, they you will know, go up for sure. And they're definitely going to go up at least once a year. Sometimes they've done it twice. So I mean, if you come for three days at a time, every if for the next three years, you get a ten day, no expiration pass, park hopper. You can use it for three, and then use the the next day for your fourth year. So, exactly. I mean, I say it's a much better deal. It's a much better deal um, over, especially over the long haul. They'll, these prices are never going to go down, and uh, you know, a Disney ticket holds its value. I mean, so I would definitely say absolutely buy yourself a ticket and. As many days as you can afford, add the no expiration option. This way you're covered. So that's my advice. Do what you want. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, Bob from Howard, Ohio, has uh, some corrections for us after Julie's uh, uh, wedding segment last week. And we had some discussions about Fort Wilderness being one of the options um, for honeymoon. So here's, here's Bob. Hey, podcast crew. This is uh, Bob from Howard, Ohio. Uh, one of the reasons we really love your podcast is because uh, you make us laugh and your sense of humor about things uh, really get us laughing at times as well as the very informative stuff that you do share with us. Uh, we, My wife and I do have to take note, though, on your latest uh, podcast uh, when Julie was talking about Disney honeymoons, the fact that you made fun about uh, camping at Fort Wilderness on the adventurous side for a honeymoon. Uh, nearly 29 years ago, my wife and I took our honeymoon on the back of my motorcycle camping along the way from uh, Chicago out to the Black Hills and, and, and really had a great time camping on our honeymoon. It's one of the highlights uh, uh, of our honeymoon was the camping aspect of it. We've camped at uh, Fort Wilderness on several occasions and enjoyed that. Of course, now we've uh, upgraded more camping to us is going to be a one bedroom with a king bed and a hot tub and kitchen at the, the Saratoga, That's Saratoga Springs it. Resort. But uh, we still look forward to look back with fond memories to the times that we camped, uh, not only at Fort Wilderness, but other places as well. A uh, suggestion for a review, you might want to send Will over to Fort Wilderness and have him camp in a tent and uh, report on uh, that and give us a review on that. I'm sure things have changed at Fort Wilderness since we've camped there. And uh, it would be interesting for other folks, camping folks, to know exactly what uh, uh, is offered there and, and what the type of experience it is. 
Uh, we do again appreciate your podcast, and uh, you're one of our two favorite podcasts that we listen to regularly. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Well, thank you, Bob. One of two favorites. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Be like, be that way. Um, well, we stand corrected on the on the camping. We we're not trying to uh, commit hate speech against campers. Um, our honeymoon campers. Or honeymoon campers. <laughs> It just, uh, I guess, the sensibilities of the people around the table uh, would tend to lean away from that as a. Only I think we were thinking more about the campers next, next to the to honeymooners. The honeymooners. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, if I'm going to camp on my honeymoon, I want it to be in a very secluded area. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad they had a good time, no, and think, they even rode their motorcycle. No, and I think it could be very romantic, and you know, if if that's, you know, just you're not you're not dealing with. Most of the, I'll say, I'll say this about most of the people at the table, not all. Um, you know, a let's say sixty-five percent of the people at the table wouldn't be caught dead in a tent. So um, you're no fun. You just have to watch when you do it here because it is very hot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd want to do it when it's really nice, about yeah. you know January. Lower and we've uh, <laughs> we've already we've already slated Will uh, to do the the Fort Wilderness uh, experience. Uh, just not sure when we're going to schedule that yet, but that's been on the uh, that's been on the burner for a while. Yeah. So that's definitely something I think uh, we'll should because I I certainly will not. I will sleep in a tent if John and Kevin sleep in a tent. I love camping. So I mean, I always enjoyed it, but we always camped when it was cool outside in Louisiana. Yeah. We never camped in the summertime. But you know, Bob Bob always wanted the Bob's big thing was going to be he was he was looking at buying an RV. But he was looking at like the hundred thousand dollar the tour bus RVs. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to get a satellite and work from around. Oh the country. yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he. To- and you know he, and he was serious. I mean, yeah. he was pricing this stuff out. They were actually at the point that they that he died. They were having a, a house built that uh, was is in a special development that was just for people that owned RVs. It was like a big carport mm-hmm. yeah. for your RV, and. Uh, so, yeah, that was something Bob always wanted to do. See, like the big RVs, I could, I could probably do that. Shoot, I would love to have one of those. But, you know, like camping, camping, like I did when I was a kid with my parents, which I had great memories from, but I just wouldn't do it again <laughs> as an adult. I just, too much, too much nature. Holiday Inn is roughing it for me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I'm with you, Will. I don't think we'd have them. It'd be fun. Yeah. RVs are for cross-country trips, Pete. Not for camping. You know, you take an RV across country. Not you don't you don't take it somewhere and park it. Yeah, we drive five miles. Oh, we're camping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's build a fire. I spent a hundred thousand dollars to go five miles from my house. <laughs> you know, sadly, that's almost something I would do. Camping in a Target parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we have everything we need right there. <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Bob. Um, also, uh, with some information as a follow-up to Julie's last segment, uh, Tara has some uh, insight on the wedding registry process when uh, when honeymooners decide to register at Disney. So here's Tara. Hi, podcast crew. This is Tara, TSWJAN78 on the boards. And I just wanted to call. I just finished listening to Julie's segment on her honeymoon, on the honeymoons and the honeymoon registry. And I wanted to just provide a little bit of insight as we used it one year ago this past weekend um, for our Disney honeymoon. 
Now, when we booked our honeymoon, we booked it just as a regular Disney vacation. And when we went in to register for our honeymoon registry, we just put our reservation number in. We did need the reservation number before we could log into the honeymoon registry. What people would do is then, in lieu of a wedding gift, not in addition to, they were able to purchase things that we had put on that list. So, for example, if we wanted to do, we we did, we're cheesy like this, we did a behind-the-scenes uh, the behind tour, um, which is typically very expensive, and we couldn't necessarily afford to do that right after paying for a large wedding. So we were able to have people pay for that for us, or... Um, I have an aunt who loves Cirque du Soleil, and she's like, oh, I really want you to be able to see Cirque du Soleil. So she, her and her family had bought us Cirque du Soleil tickets. They were able to somewhat live vicariously through us on our honeymoon. Now, I will admit, we didn't utilize everything that people had put on our registry. Um, we were on the dining plan, so someone had bought us dinner or breakfast at a different place. And although we may have had breakfast or dinner at that location, we didn't need to pay for it. My mom had also given us some money for our hotel, and our hotel had already been paid for. But all that money went on to a gift card that we could utilize however we wanted. So, for example, that $1,000 that someone may have put on for our hotel, we could go ahead and use that for something else, um, whether it be extra dining or some other tour or we used it for, like, watercraft rental or fun things like that that we typically wouldn't do on a regular Disney trip. So it worked out really well for us. And um, I just wanted to share that information with some of your other guests or your other listeners who may um, have had some additional questions. So thanks so much for listening, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much for that, Tara. I appreciate the uh, the call, and I was I wondered how that uh, yes how that worked. And it's nice to know that you know you could just book a regular vacation and still register for the uh, the honeymoon stuff. Yeah. Um, for the honeymoon registry. Yeah, I know we were joking about it, but I think people are more likely to spend um, like a gift card at Disney on things that they wouldn't necessarily. Uh, buy otherwise right. with, if somebody gave them cash and they come here with all this cash yeah, but I like they might the, not want to go spend but, you know, I, I, but I do like the idea of, of having all the necessities and some of the nice things you want to do on your vacation all kind of there for people to you know yeah, yeah. alright I know you want to have dinner there I'm going to pay for that yep. no you want to do this we're going to pay for that I think that's really cool it yeah. worked out really well for her and I'm sure it has for tons of other people and yeah I think it's a, I think it's a cool way to do your, your honeymoon and if you don't mind not getting the wedding gifts. Hey. You know? Unless you want the china. The memories. Or Most the people, you know, one you have one honeymoon, so. Yeah. I think Make I'd rather it. have the, the honeymoon than the wedding gifts. I agree. Like her. I agree. Well, good. Well, thank you again very much for that, Tara. Next up, we have Ian from Atlanta, Georgia, who has questions about the DVC building being built at the Contemporary. Hi, podcast team. This is Ian from Atlanta, Georgia, home at WL on the boards. I am 16 years old, and I've been an avid listener of the podcast for over a year now. My question is concerning the rumored DVC resort, Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary. Recently, photos have emerged of what looks like a rectangular box being built on top of the tower, which was thought to have already reached its highest point. The speculation I've read is that it will become a private fireworks viewing area for DVC members staying at Bay Lake Tower. I was wondering if I could get y'all's take on this, and I was also wondering, has Disney ever done something special like this for members only staying at one of their DVC resorts? Thanks, and keep up the great work. Well, Ian, thank you very much for that, and I just want to reiterate what I said uh, 
before we started the show, listening to your voicemail. Uh, we have the most articulate teenagers listening to this show. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, if you, I'm sure everyone listening could tell. It sounded like Ian was actually sitting here in the room with us, but he had recorded that himself. So that's why we really prefer those self-recorded voicemails, if you're so inclined. But to get on to your question, Ian, yes, that is going to be a fireworks viewing area. Um, and the reason they're they're putting it up there was well, this is what I've heard. This is not from a source I would consider one hundred percent, but at least makes sense. Uh, there's going to be a walkway connecting the DVC uh, building to the main contemporary A-frame, and I there were concerns, or at least I've heard there were concerns that people were going to congregate on that walkway, and you know they would to watch yeah. the. Uh, to watch the fireworks, and they're afraid that it's going to create structural issues. So I think they they knew there's it's there's no way people are not going to want to view those fireworks. But that is exactly what they're doing. They're uh, they're, they're putting a, a viewing area up there. That's what I've been told. So I think it's great. I think if you're paying that much. You know, to have a well, and especially as far as have they done anything like this before? No, not to the best of my knowledge. Uh, none of the DVC resorts have any anything like that uh, per se. Special viewing areas for things like you know the Magic Kingdom fireworks. But so I also, if if anyone is thinking about buying Disney Vacation Club, you might want to do it soon because once the once they start selling the contemporary, uh, those are going to be going for about one hundred and forty to one hundred and forty five dollars a point. Right now, right now they're going for about one hundred and five, hundred and six. So the price on these is going up exponentially. That's a lot. So I hope that answers your question, Ian. Thank you very much for calling in, and thank you for recording that yourself. All right, and our last voicemail this week comes to us from Jamie, who has some suggestions about our Halloween Horror Nights banners on the site, as well as some suggestions for Kevin. So here is Jamie. Hey, podcast team. Um, This is Jamie Trissel, Jamie T. on the boards. I just want to touch base with you about something. I had an idea. Uh, But first of all, please get rid of the creepy universal advertisement. Oh, my gosh. Every time I turn a page, I feel like the girl from The Ring is staring at me, and I hate scary (laughs) movies, and it's freaking me out. So if there's anything, like, nice, like, a pumpkin you can put on. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but the real reason I called is that I noticed that Kevin doesn't do a restaurant review every week, which we I think we could all safely say we wish that he did because we love him and he's hilarious. But um, I was wondering, I know that would probably get very expensive, and um, I was just wondering if he would ever be able to do like a review of a counter service meal or a review of one of the snapshots, you know, just say, you know, okay, well, I was in, um, you know, Magic Kingdom, and this is, you know, where it was, and, you know, the Main Street Bakery, and this is what they offer. I just thought that would be really neat, and it would be a cheaper way for you guys to get him in there to do some sort of food review every single week, um, and just talk about some, you know, some of the fun, some of the more whimsical stuff, some of the specialty treats that we don't know that are there until we get there, so... That was just my thought. Thanks so much, guys. We love you for what you do. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much, Jamie. I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. Um, as for the Halloween Horror Nights banners, that was my fault. I should have spotted that that was not a good match for our site and never let those go up. 
but I've asked uh, Corey and, and Will to design us something a little bit more uh, a little bit more appropriate. And you know, I mentioned this on the show yesterday too. Um, I think one of the problems that Halloween Horror Nights has is that the event is never quite as as scary as the advertising would lead you to believe. Yeah, like last year was Freddy and Jason and all these guys. And yeah. you go in the haunted house, it's like, okay, I see you, Freddy. You're right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, jump out at me. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, we do apologize for that. And uh, you will see those things you won't rapidly you changing. Won't well, you won't see them anymore. That's all being changed. So. Even Julie. Even I have Julie. to say, it freaked me out, too. Every time I have to scroll down to to hit on the discussion board for the Dis Unplugged board, I could see her, and then it would, like, move. Yeah, I'm usually... I'm usually... And, you know, I'm, I'm usually better... I'm usually better about spotting when something's going to be a... Uh, something's not going to be well-received on the site. Every once in a while, I miss. And I missed on this one, so I do apologize for that. Uh, as for your suggestions for Kevin, uh, on occasion, he does do... Uh, he will review a counter-service restaurant, um, and... He's been he's been throwing some more of those into his repertoire. Uh, we don't do the reviews every week. I know you guys would love it if we could, but there's a lot of other content that we also have have to cover, and um, it's also a lot of work for Kevin. It's not you know I, I know you're all you're crying him a river that he's got to go eat in Disney restaurants, but he really does have to put a lot into this. It's not just a matter of sitting at, going down and having a meal. Yeah, you have to be really observant. Yeah, entire he, meal. You know, it really takes it takes a lot of time and attention. Plus, he writes and these money and money. He writes these all up. Um, so we try not to. I try not to overwhelm him. No, believe me, if I could get away with it, I'd have, I'd have a dining review every week. But you know, it's not fair to Kevin to make him one person at the table that's always every week having to uh, come up with come up with a segment when everybody else kind of gets a break. So I hope that answers your question, and uh, we do appreciate uh, you calling in. Appreciate everybody calling in, and that will do it for our show this week, folks. Just to remind you, if you'd like to send us an email. The address is podcast at wdwinfo.com. And if you'd like to send us a voicemail, toll free, the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 1 877 310 9662. And we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody, and thanks for listening. And stay out of the damn lakes. 